Goals Thursday is back. And San Diego split a pair of games out at Grand Rapids, Michigan. We'll talk about that on today's Locked on Goals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your Locked on Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. I want to thank you for making this your first listen of the day. A reminder, this podcast is brought to you by Bet Online, And don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms. So this is something that I've started doing about three years ago, where I would devote at least one day per week talking about the San Diego Goals the Anaheim Ducks AHL minor league affiliate. And I decided I'm just going to keep this up. I tried to keep it up during the pandemic. That was really difficult at that time and managed to keep it up during that bubble season of 2021. Kept it last season. And hey, you know what? Going to come back with it. Going to do it again this season. So we will have goals Thursday. This will be a late night goals Thursday because to peel back the curtain a little bit, I've been off working on some other projects which is why I haven't really been home to watch the Ducks games. But I at least have been watching the San Diego Goals games, for better or worse. Better for the first game, worse for the second game. Yeah, those happened. So let's talk about both of those games out at Grand Rapids, Michigan, both early starts. And the season started with a bang for the San Diego Goals because they put all the chips on the line, especially in that second period of that first game. And... How many of you had Hunter Drew? How many of you had the former defenseman turned forward, the converted big man, scoring the first goal of the season? I I didn't have that. I'll admit that I thought the first goal of the season would go to Chase DeLeo. I had Chase DeLeo or maybe... Okay, it was one of two guys. Either DeLeo or Braden Tracy scoring the first goal of the season. Hunter Drew? <laughs> yeah, Hunter Drew of all guys scored. And this, this is not a knock on Hunter Drew. He's just not as big of a volume scorer as those other two that I've mentioned. But hey, he scored the first one of the season. Good for him. Good for you, Hunter Drew. On apples from Austin Strand and Nicholas Bruyard. He looked good. And this was maybe the first couple minutes of the game where Grand Rapids was still kind of trying to set the wheels in motion, just try to get something going. And that was just a good shot. I mean, look, he got down in that little like area just above the crease. And that was kind of a sloppy play on Grand Rapids part. But credit to the goals for sticking with that play. And that resulted in the first goal of the season. And this did come off a rebound, by the way. It was Austin Strand who managed to shoot the puck from a decent enough distance, and Hunter Drew was right there to put the change away. So that's a good way to get your first goal. And by the way, the goaltender for this one, UC Olkinora. If that is a name familiar to goals fans, you've heard that name because he's a former Ontario Reign goalie who played there briefly enough. I mean, he played there really for the ECHL version of the Ontario Reign. Not the AHL version. But yeah, Okanora was 
right there and yeah, not not a good one to give up. That made it one nothing. And then Bo knows goals. Bo grew with his first of the season and Braden Tracy who I mentioned he got an apple probably could have gotten a goal in that entire sequence but did not but at least he gets rewarded with a point on that one and it was at this point of the game where the goals were starting to become much more aggressive at least for those few minutes first period they outshot him 11 to 4 second period it started off as San Diego coming strong once they got off to 2 nothing the goals do what they've sometimes done in the past and what teams should not do they should not take their foot off the gas even just a little bit because as we know a two goal lead is the safest lead in hockey oh yeah everyone loves a two goal lead and wouldn't you know it former rain player and former pest matt luff yeah he scored the griffin's first goal of the season so that made it two to one and then Another gentleman that I thought would get the first goal of the season, but hey, he'll settle for the third one. Chase DeLeo. I'm sorry. Wait, check that. La Mirada native Chase DeLeo. I promised that I would at least try to say that as much as possible. Much like Kings fans say Thousand Oaks native Trevor Moore. I'm going to say La Mirada native Chase DeLeo scoring his first. That made it 3-1. to one. And then just a minute later, Justin Kirkland, he scored. By the way, you're going to notice a theme of former Stockton players in this podcast. So Justin Kirkland scored in the power play. That made it 4-1. to one. Now, Joel Lesperance did score a goal. And that goal I actually do want to talk about very briefly. Only because that was a goal that I thought, yeah, Dostal could have had that. I think that's one that Dostal wants back, even though it was in the faceoff dot. There wasn't much of a block on that one, and I thought Lucas Dostal could have had better positioning, and for that matter, that's one where if he had positioned better, and if he had had a slightly faster reaction or played a little more fundamentally, I think he makes that safe. But, you know, if, if that's the worst thing that he did by just giving up that softball... You know, I would have been fine with that. That was the worst goal he gave up in that game. Only the second one. After that, it was all San Diego. Grand Rip Rapids hardly got any shots off. Chase DeLeo scored a second, and Nicholas Bruyard scored his first. And final score is 6-2. to two. So a couple of breakdowns just on this particular game. One, the defense was sound on this game. Credits to new head coach Roy Summer for putting up some good defensive pairings on this game. I really liked the game of Drew Hellison. And I also like having Austin Strand on the goals. Look, I thought Austin Strand was a terrific player with the Kings. He just could not find his place. Actually, no, he was he was decent with the Kings, but he was fine in Ontario. But he never really got the opportunity to really find his place in Ontario. But that's how it goes sometimes. And I also like seeing Josh Healy on there. This was someone that San Diego just picked up. And speaking of Josh Healy, how did you like that little bit of a, you know, little little rough stuff? Yeah, I didn't like that so much. He did get a five-minute major for boarding. It, it was a hard hit. It was not a necessary hit. But, you know, Josh Healy's going to do what he has to do, I guess. 
So Josh Healy, he does wear the A on this game. That was a bit of a rough hit, though. <sighs> All right. We're going to head into the first intermission of this one and talk about that second game. Oh, I got a lot to talk about on that one. But first, let's talk about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered, the one place that we trust. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Yeah, there's basketball that just started, the NBA season just began, NHL season began, baseball's dead to me, and football on week number six or seven or whatever it is. So if you want to check out the latest props, odds, and lines, Head over to betonline.net using either your mobile device or your laptop. BetOnline is where the game starts, and BetOnline is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please, folks, gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Gulls, which is the Thursday variant of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, and that's all under the umbrella of TLOPN or the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, as I'm not necessarily stalling, but, you know, that second game of the short two-game series is not one that I want to talk about too much, because it, it was ugly. It was ugly in the sense that there was very little defense played. Goaltending was almost non-existent. Look, I'll just lay it out for you guys. It was a high-scoring game for the Grand Rapids Griffins. I mean, San Diego did get theirs, but it was an 8-5 to game. There was hardly any defense played, especially at the start of the game. You know, where where was the defense? I mean, San Diego just kind of let the Griffins have their way. They said... You want a goal? Here's the goal. You want to have this lane open? Here it is. You had Matt Luff, then Austin Zarnick, another former Stockton Heat player. Yippee. Austin Zarnick scored for the Griffins. Then Glenn Gaudan scored a minute later for San Diego. And then two minutes later, Austin Zarnick scored his second of the game. That all happened in the first five minutes of the game. The first, like, not even the first TV timeout. And it was three to one Grand Rapids. Oy. But then right after that, and by the way, that Zarnick goal was a shorty. That was a short-handed goal because Dominic Shine had a very stupid tripping penalty. I mean, okay, first off, he he made a dumb play. Bryce Kindop also made a dumb play, which resulted in a Griffin's power play goal. Okay, so Zarnick already has a power play goal and a short-handed goal. In the first five minutes. Okay, so he's got two already. And he's got one of each. What's he going to do? We'll get to that later. <laughs> then Cross Hanna scored. Just a few minutes later. And all of a sudden, it's 4-1 to one Griffins. And all of a sudden, we see Roy Summer give the hook. Was the hook made at the right time? Honestly, yes. Yes, it absolutely was. Because Lucas Dostal... He just was not there. You know how many saves Lucas Dostal had in that Saturday game? You ready? One. One save on five shots. That Okay, that, that was not a good outing. And I'm going to break down Lucas Dostal's outing in a second just to 
briefly talk about the other goals that happened. Braden Tracy had a nice goal into the first, and then it was just a lot of penalties all throughout. I mean, it was a very uneven game. And honestly, this one was hard to watch if you're watching it live. I already knew what the score was. So when I watched it, I just fast forwarded through a lot of the BS going on because there was just some dumb plays all around. But the refs were also just calling everything on this game. And I think part of that had to do with that five minute major from the previous game. And so the refs needed to be careful here because Josh Healy did have that five-minute major on Friday's game. So they were being a little bit overcautious and a little bit overzealous with the whistle on this one. Not saying that they weren't all penalties. A lot of them were penalties, but I don't think all of them were. Nonetheless, Lesperon scored in the power play for the Griffins. Then Nicholas Bruyard on the power play for the goals. And then Austin Zarnik completed the hat trick scoring on the power play. So he scored a power play goal, a shorty, and another power play goal. And then Kirill Tutiaev scored. And all of a sudden, that made it really 7-3. to It was 7-3. The goals did come to within two. Glenn Gaudin scored. Oli Hualevi scored. And then Simon Edvinson. Yeah. Simon Edvinson. He scored the empty netter at the end. The Red Wings have high hopes for, for Edvinson. They really do. But that was the last goal of the game, and that's how we got to 8-5. to five. Now, I will point out that Edvinson was a guy that I liked in that 2021 draft. That was someone that I was looking at. I mean, looking back, I'm glad that the Ducks made the draft picks that they did. And Edvinson would have been nice. He's going to be good later on, and I think he's going to really solidify that blue line for Detroit later on. I mean, Edmondson's a big, big kid. 6'6", about 2... I want to say 210 or 215. He may have bulked up a little bit over the summer, which would be good for him. But nonetheless, towards the end of the game, there was some rough stuff, the usual shenanigans. You know, it is what it is. All right, now the thing that I do want to break down, and this is something that I kind of don't want to break down, but I'm going to, and that's Lukash Dostal. And the reason I want to break down Dostal is mainly because he had a bad outing. But there's more to it. It's a bad couple of outings in the sense that I think that there might be a scouting report out on Dostal. At least now that we've seen him for a couple seasons in the AHL. Pretty much all of the goals against on Lukas Dostal, not just in these two games... But for the majority of goals allowed last season are coming from his left side. This has been a pattern that has gone on since really the end of the bubble season. The end of that 2021 weird bubble season is where I started to notice some patterns in Dostal's game and some trends as far as the goals allowed where more of them are coming from his left and that might be because he's a little bit slower on that side at least that's what I've noticed and thinking about some of the goals that he gave up when he was with Anaheim it was kind of the same thing like if you go back if you can go back and watch the games from when he was in Anaheim I think that's where 
the majority of his goals. I mean, it's also a faster game in the National Hockey League, but it's just a troubling trend that I've noticed over the past uh, 20, 21 months. That's that's where you're going to get him the most is if you release the puck from his left side. And I hope not. I'm wondering if other teams have began to notice that. And I wonder if they're going to try to take more shots from that side of of the of the middle. I, I, I don't know. I mean, all of a sudden I'm at a loss for words here about that. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick intermission break, and I'll talk more about those two games and the upcoming schedule. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, so let's continue talking about the last couple of games. And I did notice the Dostal trend that I kind of briefly touched upon. I also want to talk about the defense at large because on that Saturday game, it was pretty non-existent in general. This was a bad game. For Axel Anderson, this was a bad game for Drew Hellison. Those two, I thought, probably had one of their worst outings that I've seen in a while. Along with Austin Strand, just did not have a good game. The goals in general did not have the best of games. But that's how it goes sometimes. I think this is a game that Roy Summer is going to look at his pairings and go... Who do I want to have Drew Hellison with? Who do I want to have some of these younger guys with? Which veterans do you want to see in that position? I mean, the goals in general don't have super young defensemen right now, at least in San Diego, because their young defensemen are down in juniors. So that's where they're at right now. The two big young guys, as far as forwards, Braden Chasey, Jacob Perot, they're still doing their thing. They're still getting their points. Tracy did get a goal in this game. And, you know, Perot did his thing. He was very aggressive on this game. And at least Daniel Regan, the steady alternate captain, he did get three assists on this one. Now, there was a noticeable absence on that second game. La Mirada native Chase DeLeo was out for that second game. Not too much concern there, but it is a little bit distressing that you know he was out for that game also distressing was the fact that Dostal only got one save it, it was a bad look Ole Eriksson Ek I thought he did okay in this game this is going to be a case where I would like to see Eriksson Ek try to get more games than last season I would want to avoid having Dostal playing 19 games in a row like he did last season last season Dostal got tired at the end of last season. He looked pretty mortal towards the end of the season. And in fact, during that short series against the Ontario Reign in last season's playoffs, Dostal, I thought, could have had a better series, but did not. He he wasn't as sharp as I had seen him in the past. And I think the the minutes took a toll on him. The amount of games took a toll on him. And San Diego has to be a little more careful this season because keep in mind, the AHL 
has a balanced schedule this season. Not as far as opponents, but balanced as far as every team is playing the same amount of games now. Every team is playing 72 games. Back in the day, you know, the goals would play 64, 66, 68 games a season. Now they are online with the rest of the league. Now they're all playing a total of 72 games. Every team. Even that is going to be a bit of an adjustment for the San Diego goals. And in fact, it's going to be an adjustment for all the teams in the Pacific that are used to playing much fewer games. It's also going to be adjustment for some of those teams in the Atlantic division that were used to playing 76 games. So what this balance has now is we get to see everyone on a level field and no more of this. Oh, it's based on percentage points. No, no more of that. Even within the divisions, no more of that. And honestly, that's kind of a relief. Now we can just look at points again. And so far this season, the goal is right in the middle. They have two points in two games. And you, you're ready for me to just go on about this. They are fifth place in a 10-team division. What? A 10-team division? I hope this is the only year we see this. I mean, I'm still of the opinion that Colorado should probably go to the Central Division, at least make it somewhat similar to the NHL, and have Colorado go in the Central along with Grand Rapids, Manitoba, Texas, Milwaukee, Rockford, Iowa, Chicago. Put Colorado right there. Because I guarantee you, Colorado is not going to be driving to San Jose. They're not going to drive to San Diego or or Tucson or, I don't know, some team in Calgary. They're all plane rides away. I'm okay with Calgary being in the Pacific because Calgary's in the Pacific. But Colorado, I, I think Colorado's got to go. That way we at least have some semblance of balance. That way you have... Eight in the Atlantic, seven in the North, eight in the Central, nine in the Pacific. At least that's somewhat better-ish, I guess. Or if you really want to solve it, put Calgary in the North, put Colorado in the Central, bam. Eight teams per division, but that's another whole soapbox altogether. All right, let's look ahead on these upcoming games because we got three games coming up this week, including <laughs> a back-to-back, a home-and-home against the Ontario Reign. The San Diego Goals home opener is Friday night at Pechanga Arena. They will be giving away third jersey rally towels. So if you guys are down in San Diego, well, first off, snag me one (laughs) because I won't be able to make that. But yeah, do check that out. These rivalry games are always fun. Going to Goals games are always a blast. So if you happen to be a Ducks fan, and you want to check out a minor league game, head on down to San Diego. The goals, they do a fantastic job with their promotions. They do a great job just getting the word out. And I guarantee you there's going to be about 10,000 screaming fans. Well, I don't, actually, there might be. Because there's also going to be watch parties going on for the Padres. Yeah, the Padres are still in the playoffs. And they'll be playing Friday night. They'll be playing Saturday night too. 
So I think a lot of those fans are going to be going to watch parties. But if you're not going to a watch party, drive down to San Diego and check out the goals and rain on Friday. And if you live closer to Anaheim and you want to see these two teams, hey, you know what? There's a game on Saturday night in Ontario at Toyota Arena. So I hope to see at least some of you fans there. And if you happen to be going to that game in Ontario, hey, you know what? You know, drop me a line. You could text me at, or you could message me rather at LO underscore Ducks on Twitter and let me know if you're going to the game or not. And if you are, I'll try to say hi to you guys. And, you know, I always like seeing some of the goals fans out. So I hope to see you there. All right, that's going to do it. Oh, also one other game Wednesday that is going to take place at Pachanga Arena against the Colorado Eagles, the team that I just mentioned. That will be Wednesday night at 7 Pacific. All right, now that's going to do it for this podcast. Once again, thank you for your continued support and thank you for watching. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Email is LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Once again, check out Locked on NHL. Make that your second listen of the day. And yeah, just thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Hope to see you at the arena this weekend. At least the one in Ontario, the road game. For Locked on Gulls, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another and ducks and gulls fly together. Thank you.